Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. My name is Jay Shalansky and joining me is John Bushman. Hello. It's weird not having three people on the Scoundrels, but here we are. <laughs> Nothing we could do. We count uh, as three people. Yeah, yeah. You can. You have multiple personalities, right? So that'll yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. cover us. Uh, <laughs> for those of you that maybe forgot, Kyle is out on paternity leave. He had a, a beautiful baby boy, so they're excited and doing parenting stuff. Um, so we were going to rotate through. We had somebody else that was going to join us this week, um, but they had some parenting issues themselves and they had to drop out last Frickin minute parents. so um here we are it's it's me and me and mr bushfax himself coming at you uh yeah. so on today's episode uh with with john here we're gonna we're gonna dive into the elo rankings and how they work and i know john kind of wants to perhaps unveil a new way he's gonna work on the elo rankings we're also gonna go over sos and mov and what that means and then we're gonna talk a little bit about uh john's version of mov which is called battle points which is in uh it's in tape tabletop to yep, yeah tabletop to and uh yeah so let's talk first off let's do ho some housekeeping so uh, as always, if you like the content here on our, on our podcast or on our blog, um, think about supporting us on Patreon, just a couple bucks here and there. And, uh, you know, we, we pay the staff and so that helps us pay the staff and, and keep them happy and writing and recording podcasts and all that stuff. And then, uh, outside of that, if you're interested in our narrative campaign, Stormtide, we're working on box five now. It's going to be shipped out in the next, I think it's probably going to be after Christmas that we'll end up shipping it just because of the holiday shenanigans. So Stormtide box five is coming out. If you haven't heard, uh, we have monsters now. So there's actual monsters running amok in Stormtide. Um, and so, so that's been interesting and uh, people seem to be enjoying that. And so uh, that's been fun to work on. So, yeah, so if you're interested in Stormtide, there's a couple of different ways you could get it. You could start your monthly subscription. There's a catch-up feature where you pay for all the boxes we've released so far and then start the monthly subscription. Um, or if you wanted, you could go to the Fifth Trooper website and just get the first quarter, which is the first three boxes with all the minis that we've put out. Um, yeah, and those are three different ways you can join and kind of get in on the action. And, you know, I'm really excited for some of the stuff that's coming out. Uh, you know, I've, I've got big plans for Stormtide in the future here and, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. So I, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, usually John, we let our guests plug stuff, but since you're kind of with us, you can, you can go to the fifth trooper.com. Uh, like to plug critical X. <laughs> if you could find it out there, there are still 35 great episodes somewhere. <laughs> hidden in the interwebs Did, didn't i do an intro for you guys once for that oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. we got a, a fifth trooper intro in there too we're legit we were legit yep one of the one of the many podcasts there was there was a while there where i think there was there was a good 20 maybe more podcasts. i think there's more now yeah i feel like there's more now maybe but... i haven't been paying that much attention yeah i still don't pay attention 
but I re- we, we've got three including the one we have uh on patreon and that's enough for me i i can't even i focus <laughs> on anybody else's podcast especially right. when you know they're putting out junk content like stabcast just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding we love stabcast that's just they'll like that anytime their name gets mentioned no matter what you said before or after (laughs) it they're happy so any publicity is good publicity um so anyways uh yeah let's i don't you know john i'll leave it up to you what do you want to tackle first um let's let's go over elo first while it's fresh on my in my mind okay so basically uh for everyone who may this may be new to you uh we posted something recently about the elo rankings being up and this is basically john's gonna explain the technical side of it but basically it's a ranking system for legion players so if you played um at any major tournament um what is it 20 or more 20 or more is the soft cap i have Mm -hmm. or if it's first like if it's some special event that was invite only for example world's uh, two years ago or whenever we actually had worlds was only eight players that obviously got counted. Yeah. Um, the, the idea is to, to make sure that they're competitive only events um, and having 20 plus people tends to not guarantee it, but helps ensure it. Yeah. And so, you know, if, uh, if you are in at an event, that's 20 plus you can, sub- where are we submitting events now? We're you know, submit them. Um, I, I oh, go through tabletop TO yep. Yep. and um, fairly regular, at least once once a month, I will go through tabletop TO because all those events are public mm-hmm. and I will scrape the matches straight from that. Ah, if if you do not, if your tournament is not using tabletop TO and if you don't see your tournament on the list, because there is a list on the website now um, of matches or of tournaments that are included. If your tournament's not on there and you feel that it should be, then one, it's probably not in tabletop TO. Um, so two, if you have access to that data from mm-hmm. some other software or something, then you can reach out to me on what whatever my email is, jbushman at the fifth trooper.com. <laughs> it's on it's on the website. That's it's something right. something Bushman, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it might be Jay Bushman. Yeah, we're both looking it up right now. But yeah, so we'll get that email in a second here. But yeah, you can email that to John and he will. It is jbushman at the fifth trooper.com. And so, yeah, okay. So kind of explain what was, let's start at the beginning, John. What was the, what was the thought behind the the ELO rankings? First off, what does ELO stand for? Oh, it's not. I mean, I'm probably going to butcher this right now. I don't believe it stands for anything. I think it's a guy's name. Oh. Um, ELO rating system, but it was... Um, yeah, the, it's a dude's last name. Arpad okay. ELO. A right. Hungarian-American physics professor. Okay. They started using it for chess. All right. Um, for games where there's a clear winner, clear loser, um, you can... And not really like degrees of winning... Uh, there have been a- adaptations so you can do like partial wins and all that, but we're not getting into that. <laughs> um, ELO is, is a system though, that um, I know a lot. I know it's hard to implement. And so a lot of other games like 40 K or X wing 
that want to have ranking worldwide ranking systems, they'll do other type of systems where, you know, you go to, you go to these big tournaments, these big events, and based on your placing in those tournaments, like you get a certain number of points mm-hmm. and that determines where you stand. Um, but that's hugely biased um, because one, like you have no way of knowing the quality of that tournament. Right. Um, it's similar to strength of schedule that we're going to talk about later, but the, the quality of your, of your, like you may have gotten first place on a fluke. Like, like you don't play against everyone in a tournament. You play against a small handful of people. Right. And it's luck of the draw who you play against. Yeah. Like for example, I've been to a number of tournaments where both Kyle, Mike and David have been, and I literally have never played them at a tournament. And it's, it just, that's how it works. Right. And then sometimes like, you know, or Luke Cook, for instance, right. Like Luke Cook and I play in a lot of local tournaments and there was a tournament recently where we never even, I think we had, I think we had about 20 players and we didn't even, we didn't even play each other. Like right. it didn't even happen. So yeah, that's an example. So both extremes can happen. You could either get paired against a lot of skilled players and end up pretty very low placing, or you could get played against matched against unskilled players and get extremely high placing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's just completely random. Um, so what ELO does is it takes some calibration. It takes a certain number of games to get started, which is why I don't put anyone's name on the table until they have at least 10 games that I've recorded. Um, but after then, and that's just an arbitrary number, you know, I just chose it. Um, but after then, um, it takes each, each time you play a game, it looks at that opponent. It looks at your opponent's ELO rating at that time. Um, and if they were a more skilled player than you and you beat them, then you're going to get that. Like, that's an upset. Like you, yeah. that was an unlikely, unlikely outcome. So you're going to get more points than usual and he's going to lose more points than usual. Um, and, it, and that's kind of the balance. So if you lose, if you lose to someone though, that's very skilled and very highly rated, then you're not going to, it's not going to affect your ELO a lot because that's, what was expected to happen right and then it balances itself out because if you are just starting you're low ranked you know depending on how you've been doing and then if you've beat a higher ranked player and you continue to be higher ranked players well then it it even balances itself out so that you become a higher ranked player so I know because just for some reason, the phrasing of that, I just hear, I feel like somebody would be like, why yeah, is that an unlikely outcome, John, <laughs> you know, and, so, you know, but, but it's just based on math, not, not on actual, yeah. right. It's just based on the fact that maybe, maybe you've only had 10 tournaments and like myself, and maybe you've only played one or two like mid range players and, and sure you beat them, but like, you know, you haven't really played anyone skilled to like really raise you up on that ranking system. And it's, yeah. so it doesn't say whether or not you're good at that point. Once you play those players, that's when it tells you whether or not you're good. <laughs> right. Right. And it will like, ideally, just like in chess, you will, after enough games, you will find what your actual rating is. You'll stop going up a ton and you'll stop going down. Like you'll kind of just fluctuate around the same number. And that's, 
that's supposed to represent your skill level hmm. um, and thus your ranking. Interesting. So we you've been doing this for a number of years now. Um, Over, oh, just about two years, I think. Yeah. So this that, that's a number. Uh, that's that two. Is. Yeah. So um, so what is changing between between what you were doing and what you want to do now? Yeah, so we are, two years ago when I first started, I, I had like a pool of 2,000 matches, um, which was a lot, but not a ton. And we're almost up to 6,000 matches now um, worldwide. Wow. Which, which is starting to get into like significant numbers here. Um, and so we wanted to make a couple of changes. Legion has also been out for uh, three and a half years. Or four yeah, and a half years, about three and a half. Yeah, three maybe, and a half. maybe maybe four, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we we've got a couple of situations that um, that can be corrected in this system. Uh, the first one being players that haven't played in a long time. You know, but they still hold a top twenty, top fifty spot in the Elo yep. ranking. Because they haven't played, and so they haven't lost any, haven't gained any. Right. Um, they just did really well for the first 10, 12 matches, and that was it. They're done. Um, so what we're going to start doing is we're going to introduce a decay. Um, and this is going to be retroactive. It's going to hit everyone equally. Um, but this decay, um, I think I, I'm still deciding on a number. Um but it will be after about six months of, of inactivity, of not having any games that I've recorded, then we'll drop your ELO ranking about 10 points every three months. Okay. Now those 10 points, or half of those 10 points, rather, are going to go into a pool, and they'll be your bonus pool. And um, this bonus pool, when you, when you do finally come back and play a game, um, say you win 12 points and there's 20 in your bonus pool, you will double that 12 points. You'll get 24 points and you'll keep doubling your wins until the bonus pool is out. So you only permanently lose half of this decay. Mm. Um, and it gives you a way to catch back up quickly, but it gives a way to filter out players that have retired. Right. Um, Right. So yeah, yeah. Right. So so it's fair. So for people who are just done done with the game, instead of their name continually It'll popping up, right, they'll go away eventually. But then if someone was just on a hiatus for whatever reason, and then they come back in, they they have a way to get back to the top without yeah. You know. And these are not huge numbers. You know, this that's like ten points is like the amount that's exchanged in a single game. Mm. So losing 10 points every three months like it's not going to be a big impact but it will be something um so these numbers won't be static and it, it will lower everyone's points a little bit which has the added benefit of allowing newer players to catch up quicker yeah. because there won't be such a huge spread right because if you you know for anyone who's been in this as long as we have there's for sure a few names uh, I saw just in like, I think it was the top 25 where I'm like, 
I don't think they play anymore. <laughs> like, you know what yep. I mean? So it's a, so like you could never beat them because they don't play. So you would never be able to get those points. Um, you know, where someone like Kyle, who's near the top, uh, you know, he plays all the time. So your, uh, you know, your, your option to, to play Kyle and try to beat him is, I mean, Kyle's a really good player, so it's not great, but you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's better than them not playing at all. He's earning it. He's, yeah, he's right. actively earning that. Score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a great idea. And uh, you know, if you haven't heard or haven't seen the ELO, we've got them up on the website. Um, I don't think I put it up on the homepage yet. So I'm going to, it is uh, oh, Legion it's tools. Good. It's under Legion tools. Oh yeah. Uh, so Legion tools and star Wars Legion ELO rankings and you can see all the rankings um how many do you go to on that john uh i don't care how many uh whoever it's up to it 315 to three, right yeah, now 315 yeah. and that's just everyone that has at least 10 games yep so that list will keep growing also if you do i i have a little blurb there at the top if you do not want your name up there you can email me again at jbushman at the fifth trooper.com to either one remove your your entry entirely or you could add a pseudonym in there instead you just gotta let me know yep yeah that's cool um yeah yeah so if you want to see uh those you could go to the fifth trooper.com legion tools and check out the elo rankings so that's neat uh what anything else anything else when you yeah there is one other big change um so how elo works is it relies on you get it for it to have any significance at all um you have to have matches between players um you have to have this like degree of connectedness like you don't have to play against everyone for your score to be relevant but -hmm. you have to play against someone who's played against someone who's played against someone else right you know like there, there has to be a degree of connectivity so when I run this through an algorithm and I look at all the players and all the matches that they've played against the other players, there are very distinct regions that pop up. There are regions where this bubble of players has not played a single game against this bubble of players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that, that they're within that bubble, their ELO spread may go up to like 1500 but then a 1500 from their bubble could play against, you know, an 1100 from another bubble and just get annihilated. Yeah. Because those rankings don't mean the same thing. They're only relevant. So in so much as they're connected. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm still defining exactly what those regions are going to be, but I'm going to make multiple regions. Not everyone will be on the same ELO table. Um, it's primarily looking like it's going to be uh, a North America, Europe, and um, how what do we say Aust- Australia and subsidiaries? Yeah, they usually call that Asia Pacific. Asia Pacific. There we go. Um, those are looking like the the three regions I'm going to do. Um, I'm still drawing that line, and then for any matches that say you get from traveling across regions, it will give you a second ELO rating. Hmm. So 
So like I could have a North America ELO rating and a European ELO rating if you get at least 10 games in each. You now, know, so now would Invader League count in that? No. 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 Invader League is a different game. Or TTS Un- is a different game entirely. Yep. yep. Uh, comparing it to to Legion in real life, I don't think is fair. Yeah, I kind of like that. And I like the idea of that. So, um, you know, yeah. So it's, it goes so far. Let's say uh, somebody from Europe was to come to uh, Gen Con or Adepticon, one of the big shows, or Las Vegas Open. Um, they would get... <coughs> Whoa, sorry, Bless everyone. You. Yeah. Um, so they would, we would, that's a different ELO table, or you would get bonus points in your. No, it's a different ELO table. Okay. So, so their matches that they're winning at LVO will count towards their, their North America ELO rating. Oh, okay. Yeah. And not their European or Asia Pacific. So then they would get ranked in that region. So so after ten games. After ten, yeah. understood. So so it'll be pretty hard for that to happen, but not impossible. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There's some crazy people out there. Maybe we got, maybe we got some people in France or Spain or England who are going to come right. to ten events in the U.S. This, I mean, that's I, one a month. Yeah. That's almost one a month. That's, <laughs> that's it takes all. like it takes about three events before yeah. you're rated but not impossible. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. So there's, I mean, Hey, everybody out there in the world, all you competitive players, there's something to to try to be number one ranked in every region. See if you can make that possible. (laughs) I mean, so you could always, you could always compare your ELO rating to the other regions, but I'm telling you right now that it doesn't mean anything. Right. So no, it's only it's only regional where it matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter across. Yep. Which I think it's fine. And I think that makes sense. And I yeah. think that's fair for everyone. I think it'll give a good sense of community, too, because um, you're going to ha- you're going to see names that, you know, on the table now hmm. on your own table. Um, and and yeah, and everyone will will be ranked higher within their own region naturally because there's multiple tables. Yeah, I like that. I like it, John. You're doing great work. Thanks. Try. (laughs) Uh, I I do have to give credit. Jade, don't kill me for this. To Ryan Slowowski. No, Slowowski. Slowowski. Am I gonna get? I'm not. uh, Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. But he did. He's helped me a lot. (laughs) He's helped me a lot. Workshop these different ideas. Yeah. Um, with other competitive games, like um, I know he referenced StarCraft a lot, competitive uh-huh. StarCraft and how they do things. Um, so we've talked a lot about it and and what would be best for Legion. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Ryan is one of those guys that's like, <clears throat> you, you don't realize how much knowledge he has in like games in general until you start like talking to him. And then he's like, I don't know. I just like he, we did that. Um, for those of you that don't know, we, we did a, uh, des- uh, what did we do? A Star Wars, uh, what's it called? Edge of the Empire 
campaign that we did with Ryan and Krabic and uh, Brendan Franz. That was it's on our YouTube channel. You can find it. But like, yeah, like off camera, he'd be like telling us all this stuff about Edge of the Empire. I'm like, what, man? I, all right. Like, <laughs> he's a really smart guy, and uh, yeah, no, he's they're 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 good friends of the podcast. I just tease them a lot because it's fun. He's he's very humble about what he knows. Yeah, uh, he likes to be loud and fun, but yeah, but he is still very humble about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, Ryan and and Tim and all those guys over at Sabcast. They're they're, they're great dudes. So good. All right. So that's Elo, and that's kind of how it's changing and where you. Can there is find one it. last change that's not. There's always nearly, one last thing. Look at this. Well, it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not gonna change any rankings mm-hmm. but i'm going to do all three of these changes at once so i don't want you to think that this third thing is changing everything because it's not um okay. the third thing is just for fun and Go i'm going to double everything so instead of right now um i have it set to you will weren't you will um get a maximum of 32 points in the game i'm going to double it to 64 okay that on its own is just going to expand the range from like 750 to 1350 that it is now. It'll expand it to 14 to 1700. Mm. So we're going to see bigger numbers. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Bigger numbers are more fun. I think getting close to 2000 is kind of like where we want to be. Yeah. So pushing current ones up to 1700 is, is ideal. Awesome. Yeah. Love and it. that's all. That's that's the last change. Are you sure? Positive. Because I'm gonna switch topics. So are you you 100 percent sure? No, I'm not sure. We'll all right. find out. <laughs> all right. So all right. So that's so that's the the soon to be worldwide ranking system that competitive system that we're we're using. Uh, and then oh, beginning of the year is where I'm gonna make the changes. <laughs> <laughs> so January one. Okay. So you'll you'll see you'll it see it on the weeks. website. Before yeah. LVO, um, th- th- it, this will happen well before LVO. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of there, I mean, we have, I know there's going to be more, so forgive me, but the ones on my mind, there's four large tournaments or large-ish tournaments, like January's LVO, February's Canto Bite, uh, March is Adepticon, and then April is going to be the Dallas Open. I, I don't there's probably other ones in between there but those are the ones in my head that are going to be big bigger events in may june july as yeah well. and, and yeah and then right and then august will probably be gen con and then it's just gonna keep going um with that being said john i wanted to talk about sos versus mov versus uh your system which is similar to mov so yeah, so so basically what we've been playing on for since the beginning of Legion is something called strength of schedule. It's and trash. Ba- right. And basically it works out however your opponents do and however you do, that's how everyone else gets ranked in the game. So if let's say John and I are playing round one, John beats me, and then I go on to win the rest of my games during that tournament. And John goes on to win the rest of his games. Well, John's going to have a better score than someone who played an opponent round one who lost all their games for the rest of the tournament or dropped. 
for instance. So SOS is highly reliant on your, your opponents leading up to the end, doing well and, and, and not dropping uh, in order for you to do well. Yeah, so, so strength of schedule, um, it tries to look at the, the quality of the opponents you had in a tournament. And it's completely legitimate. That's fair. Um, and I think it does a decent job at that, too. It does it by taking the average of your opponent's tournament records. So if I played against someone that went one, one win, three losses, he got 25%. Mm. He gives me a 20, like, he adds a 25% to my SOS. But if I played against someone that went 4-0, that adds 100%. You know, I played against a good player. Um, and it averages those all out to say, oh, well, this is how hard your tournament day was. Right. The harder the tournament day was, the better. So for an example, and this is a good example. So this tournament I went to uh, last month, we, we I just looked, John, we only had 16 players, so you didn't get to put it into your system. But <laughs> we had three players go 3-0, and myself, Luke Cook, and Alexander. And I ended up ranking first just because my opponents did better overall than Luke and Alexander's opponents. Wait, you took first at a tournament? Yeah, I did. I'm confused. Ooh, ooh, with a double ATST. What? Double no. do back, triple saps. No, this didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you. I'm, I'm working on getting competitive while Kyle's gone. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so so for you know that was based on I mean listen I did my job and won my games, but really other than that it wasn't based on anything I did it was or Luke did or Alexander did it was it was all based on what our opponents did uh, leading up to that and my opponents all did well <laughs> it turns out right and so I just got ranked higher now it was close um, but you know it, it's still that's just how it worked and. And it really, it's an easy way to do it. And, you know, like Tabletop TO and other softwares, that's how they do it because it's kind of the, the most simple way to do it, right? Because there isn't a ton of, there's math involved, but not a ton, right? And you can kind of work it out relatively simple. So then, um, you know, I think the, uh, I guess I would say the competitive community pushed when FFG was in charge of Legion, pushed FFG into changing it to an MLV system. So uh, uh, I'm going to take credit for that. All right. So Bushman pushed, I them pushed FFG into, into an MOV. Plug myself right here. So uh, MOV stands for margin of victory. And, and John, why don't you kind of explain how that works for Legion? Yeah. So like Jay said, the issue with SOS is it's a type. It's your first tiebreaker. It's your primary tiebreaker. Um, and you have no control over it. It's it do, it's good at what it does in determining how hard your tournament was, but it, you have zero control over it. It's completely random. Um, so here we enter MOV. Um, MOV, what it does is it measures how well you played the game. Uh, so it will take the average, not, not sorry, not the average. It will, for each game, you're going to add up the victory points you won and the victory points your opponent won. And you're going to get the ratio of that will be your MOV. So if on key positions, if I won two of the key positions and my opponent scored one of them, 
there were three total and I scored two. So I got a 66% MOV for that. And my opponent got 33%. Okay. Uh, if I shut my opponent out entirely and keep him from scoring any victory points, I played the game better than he did because I, it's an objective-based game. Um, and I would get 100% victory point or 100% MOV and he'd get 0%. And then your tiebreaker becomes the average of that f- across each round. So let's say um, you and I were playing and we, we tied in victory points and then it came down to a blue pair tie and then points killed. How does that factor in? So all it cares about is victory points. If we were tied on victory points, we both get 50% end of story. Okay. That's fine. And, and yes, the, and, and it comes up a lot that people will say, well, what about the points destroyed? How's that factored in? It doesn't matter. The MOV is your ratio of victory points. Not the, the points destroyed is to determine who gets the win for the game, which is much more important than the MOV for the game. Right. So if we so if we look at stuff, a win is is going to trump like an MOV tie. Ah, absolutely. Every time. Right. So yeah. so it won't matter. So if you're thinking like I when I first heard of MOV, I was like, well, but what if we tie and I win? You know, like it doesn't matter. I won. So that trumps it. But you barely won. So you get 50 percent. That's the minimum MOV you can get and win. Right. Whereas like, for instance, and in let's, let's use my tournament as an example. I don't know how Luke did in each one of his games, but let's assume Luke crushed all his opponents, right? Like got four, I don't know, two to four, you know, or, or let's say 60% or higher of, of the victory points in every match he had. And let's say I got 60%, 60%, and then, 50%, right? Like, cause we ended up tying and I won on points. Luke would then have taken first place because his MOV would have been higher. And he truly, it wasn't based on what his opponents did. It was based on what he did in the games that he had. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. And so the, and I know a lot of people, you know, I think maybe cause people don't understand the MOV versus SOS and it really works because you're in control of your own destiny and you're not like waiting on, you know, your opponents to do well. Like the, I, for those of you that are new to Legion or, or newer and haven't been to a tournament, like the old joke is when you beat somebody, if they're your friend, you're like, okay, now you got to win the rest of your matches. <laughs> Cause I need, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's always, we always say that to each other, you know, especially if you, if you're, if you're friends with the person, um, and, you know, it, once MOV is fully in place, it just it just doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, there is uh, another benefit as well. I and I don't know what all went into FFG deciding to adapt this system. Um, but as I was trying to convince them, I took all the results from Adepticon, um, the only Adepticon we've had for Legion, and I showed them hey, look how many ties there are in strength of schedule. Um, because there, there are very limited number of outcomes you could have for strength of schedule. I may be forgetting it right now, but I think it's just the square of how many rounds there are. I think so, like for a four-round tournament, there are 16 total numbers. You know, And if you've got 50 people, 
you're bound to have doubles and triples, which yeah. means that you're going to have to go to your second tiebreaker. And at Adepticon, there were, I think, at least six occasions where players were tied not only at wins, not only at strength of schedule, but also at extended strength of schedule. So the the ranking was then decided randomly, which is terrible. It's yeah. terrible to be ranked randomly. So um, how, okay, so explain to me how, let's, let's give, let, let me give an example. Yeah. Let's say Luke and I, in this same example, Luke and I both won all three games. We've got all, both got 60% of the victory points in all three games. Now what? Well, you got, so then we do, we do have a backup for MOV and it's extended MOV, similar to extended strength of schedule. Okay. And it will look at the MOV of all your opponents. So that one is random. Sorry. But if you tied on MOV on all three games, that's pretty phenomenal. Right. That's I'm, like, I know it's Im- yeah. near impossible, but but it still it, happens, it happens, right? It so does you, have happen. to have a, you have to have a backup. Yeah. But the range of numbers is so much larger right. because the ratios you get from each game are wild. You could get. There are games that have three victory points. There are games that have 12 victory points. You throw Bounty in there, and it bumps it up by one. You throw Secret Mission in there, it bumps it up by one. Uh, There's so many different ratios, and then you're averaging those ratios. So so let me ask you this. How does it – so if I – you know, if we were to calculate it, right, Mm -hmm. we count – if Bounty – and secret mission are in those play. are victory points we count yep. them in the pool of victory points that were possible mm-hmm. and so even though let me ask you this even though um my i don't let's say i don't have r2 or bounty okay i i don't have either r2 or padme i don't have bounty or secret mission and there's six available points i can never get a hundred percent in that so i i can Not only true. get okay why? So it's it's not, and I apologize if I said this because I might have. It is not the number of victory points possible. Mm-hmm. It is the number of victory points scored. That's the denominator. Oh, I got you. I got you. So if if there were, um, if you're playing intercept, that's that's one of the highest scoring. That and breakthrough are some of the highest victory points um, you can score. But if you're contested at, on all three scoring rounds except for one. And you score one to zero, you don't get one twelfth. You get a hundred percent. I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. And yeah. I don't know. You may have said it right. I just in my brain, my brain broke once we talked about bounty That's and right. secret missions. So <laughs> I am not the mathematician of this group. Um, That's all right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, okay. So that so. So, um, so that's kind of the explanation of MOV. Now, the funny thing is they instituted MOV uh, right before the pandemic. And so I don't think we've had a single major tournament that's been an OP tournament, which, you know, which is organized play uh, that, that is, <laughs> has gone right. off. So we have no idea how it's going to work because right now currently and correct me if i'm wrong send us send us an email or or a comment i don't believe there's any software that calculates mov right now there's not so if organized play were to happen tomorrow i have no idea like someone would have to hand calculate that and that someone's probably you but but someone's going to have to calculate 
Yeah, it's not fun to calculate. <laughs> um, oh. But the when I was preparing to propose this to FFG uh, a year before the pandemic, I was able to convince Tabletop TO to add my own version of it, you know, because I didn't know what FFG was going to come up with. And it is almost identical in every aspect. Um, and it's called Battle Points. So when you're creating a tournament and you choose Star Wars Legion, uh, if you choose Battle Points, that's the system that I presented. And it now does. You said almost identical. What's the yeah. almost, pal? The almost is how it handles things like concessions and tables and um, buys are different as well. Buys might be the same. Buys are effectively the same. Okay. Um, but it, it's these corner cases that are handled differently. And I would like, what is? I would like give a player fifty percent MOV for some things where FFG would give them the average of their MOV, which is dynamic and constantly changing. Yeah. Um, and much weirder to calculate. Yeah. But, and maybe why there is no software that's done, <laughs> put it in place yet, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've, we've tried. I've tried talking to the tabletop TO. I, I reached out as soon as FFG released it and just haven't heard anything back. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe this will maybe if we say it on a podcast this will get them going maybe uh, or you know or somebody can reach out to us so okay so that's all great so now we know and knowing is half the battle John so we did it I do I do have to say one thing because Kyle's not here and okay. he's gonna get mad if I don't bring it up all right um, we talked about the bad to strength the schedule um, but there is a downside to MOV as well. Um, there no no scoring system is perfect. Okay. Um, well, the the perfect scoring system is if you have sixteen players, play four rounds. Um, play until there's a single undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's impractical. Legion games take too long. Um, yep. Number of reasons. And players not show like some players not showing the day of like it's it's always going to be a factor. Uh, so the downside to MOV is you if you get paired against randomly again pairing is random if you get paired against uh players that are not as good you are more likely to be able to get a high mov from them because you can outplay them on the objectives better um and you could have the same rank as someone else you could you could have both gone three zero but i got paired against easier opponents so i have a higher mov what it ends up being which is the opposite of strength of schedule but still it's it's still in your hands yeah getting paired against a better or worse player like this this one is at least still in your hands yeah yeah right and so like john said there's they all have positives and they all have negatives but if you but really getting closer to true numbers of of how to calculate right the mov seems like it's getting us closer where strength of schedule is just a win loss just roll the dice yeah and whoever else win loses and that's it right Mm -hmm. and so you know yeah and 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 i think there's plenty of examples of tournaments where you know you have multiple three o's or you know multiple whatever an o and you know somebody could have tabled every single player 
person that they had right and but you could have ranked better because you you just had a better strength of schedule um and so it's interesting you know and and um I think that the, the thing uh, that I'd like to get out of this for the audience is that, you know, we need to keep working on it, right? Like John's talking about changing the ELO system and how he's going to rank people to make it better. Like we went from strength to schedule to MOV. Like there may be a better system that I don't know. There some is. Crazy mathematician works out, right? Like I, there is know. a better system. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> Another shameless plug for Bush facts. <laughs> no, I, I haven't proposed it anywhere yet. Uh, but, you know, there's there's always better. And, and I think if we keep growing and we keep building it and we keep proposing these new, better solutions, that um, this community is only going to get better. And I mean, because there's nothing, you know, there's nothing worse than, you know, like I, I can give an example from my past Bushman. Actually, this was you and I. Because didn't you were at the first LVO yeah right you and i had the same schedule Pull it up right now yeah i think you and i had the same exact schedule uh or wins and losses and i think you were ranked one higher than me and you got into the uh, no i did not get into it or or whoever was one ahead of you maybe i'm trying to yeah. remember so i was ranked 14th you were 15th yeah and it was top 12 yeah so me and jay but the one of the top 12 dropped so then the 13th made it in that's what and it was. me and yeah. Jay were the first two that didn't make it in because of strength of schedule. Yep. My roommate loves this because he was my one and only loss and he went one and three losses yeah. after yeah. he beat me. Yeah. So he single-handedly tanked my <laughs> strength of schedule. Right. Where I, you know, so for me, I, uh, I lost to Nima who ended up going into the top 12. I think he ended up going second into the top 12 or so. You also like played that. against my roommate. So he tanked both of our, he takes both of us. <laughs> that mother. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's great. Oh man. I remember him. He was I remember your third him. round. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, and then Nathan was, and then your I beat fourth. Nathan in the fourth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh man. Yeah. So, so, but like, that's a perfect example where we were both three and one and I had played like one of the top, I, my only loss was to the, one of the top players. And so it just made no sense. Right. Um, Cause if I remember correctly, like number 12 didn't really have any significant, like it just didn't make any sense. Like I think 12 was two and one as well. Like there's a lot of two and ones actually that made it three, ones. three, three ones that made it in. Right. And so it just, it was kind of just like a random roll of the dice because I believe your roommate and the guy, Nathan, your roommate and the other guy that I beat, I'd like significantly beat them. And it was like, but it doesn't show, but it doesn't right. show and it doesn't yeah. matter. And, then, and so that's kind of where the, just I'm giving this as an example, not to like, I'm trying to, I know people get irritated with me when I bring up real world examples, but I'm trying to give examples of things I've lived so that you guys can understand why these things change and why we need to adapt and find new ways of, of figuring out who won and who lost, you know, besides just who won and who lost. <laughs> so, right. As much as I hate it, uh, everything's down to math. Um, and math is math is great. Oh God, I hate math. Math is objective. Yeah, well, I'm an it keeps artist. Keeps you warm at night. Well, doesn't abandon you. 
Oh, you know what, John? I wanted to ask you, uh, since, yeah. since we got you, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was last week we talked about the tournament that you were at that I believe you placed second. I did. And I Thanks wanted to, to hear, MOV. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to hear more about your list. Tell everybody what your list was. Oh, no. My list was trash. You definitely don't <laughs> want to take my list. Was... Tell us the list. <laughs> I really liked the list. Um, shout out to Eric Reynolds, a local that that told me about this list days before the tournament and i i I hard swapped to it uh it it wasn't too far off from from my original list i'm um not original for that tournament but um since the game came out i was a real big fan of flyboys han and luke me too yep um it's, it's what i took to that lvo back in 2019 but um, Han got some significant upgrades uh, between low profile and steady. Um, steady, steady on Han means that if you have red saves and you're within range four, I'm going to remove four of your models. <laughs> that that's it. I can move twice to get to within range two, and then shoot at two different units and remove four models. Yeah. He will pay for himself in two rounds. Mm-hmm. And if you think you're going to tie Han up in melee, you've got the biggest, baddest Luke to contend with. And that's not going to happen. Yep. Um, and so I, so I take Han with duck and cover and environmental gear. Environmental gear to make sure he can run straight to wherever he's yep. needing to run. Duck and cover because low profile now is legit. Yep, it really is. Um, in heavy cover, he's stopping three hits before he even has to roll. Mm-hmm. Granted, um, light cover against snipers means that I have zero cover <laughs> and take full hits. Yep. Which is, uh, it, it's whatever. Those are snipers. They're plinking away at the six health. Yep. Um, so I took Luke Han and Chewie, and then I had three snipers. I had two DLT 20As and a five-man vet and a Mark II. Now, I, I kept trying to set up fire supports for the Mark II, and they they, they never hit hard. Mm. Um, yeah. And maybe I was just doing it wrong. But the three snipers did tons of work against Imperial and and uh, Republic. Um, now they can they can manage the sniper war now because because of low profile again. Yep. Yep. Snipers, snipers don't kill snipers, right? And the and the arc troopers getting a downgrade that helps. Yeah. yeah, you have to have crits to kill these snipers yep. if if you have a small dice pool, um, which arcs can't get as easily now because they lost critical one. Yep. Uh, so those snipers would remove at least one model each, uh, which is costly for these expensive Imperial and Republic lists, um, and that's every round. You know, so eighteen models is no small number and then chewy would help withstand that first initial volley where the or my opponent would try and wipe a, a squad or two chewy would just guardian it all mm-hmm. he would die within the first three rounds that's fine uh, because i still have a full force and by three rounds you know han is removing his 12th models yep. and luke is in you is ah, i can't words 
Luke <laughs> is definitely in melee. Yeah. I love it. I and, love it so much. And you don't have enough to kill the rest of my squads anymore. I like it. It is great. I'm I'm looking to put Lando in instead of Chewie. Chewie mm. served a good role. Yeah. Lando looks juicy. Yeah. I uh so I've been playing around with an idea which I'm 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 considering take going tournament running with it and and I'm calling it the Hoth B team. Okay. <laughs> so it's so it's air speeder with wedge and power harpoon. Another okay. air speeder with a power harpoon because they're free. Two vets with their with their 93 upgrade, two medium, two of the medium blaster troopers, right? Two Tauntauns, a laser cannon, and R2D2. Okay. I know. Okay. I'm still trying to like work it out. I I because his... I mean two airspeeders hits hard. Yeah, that so here's here's my thoughts, right? Because I think now I think we're in this place where you got to have like an all comers list. So you got to be prepared for so many different things, right? It's a lot of good lists out there. Yeah, and so I think the airspeeders take care of most things, right? They take care of armor yeah. and snipers and anything that's hiding behind, you know. Um the the vets and the and and the 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 guns there, the Mark IIs, they they're a good gun line that kind of hold up for anybody like running up on you, right? Mm-hmm. The laser cannon is a great piece to have in the back with impact two and five, you know, five hits search to search to hit. Um to kind of keep back and hold your side of the table. Then you have the tawns for any melee stuff that you have going on. And then R2 to either pull some wounds off of the air speeders or to try to score an extra point. Okay. Okay. I'm pulling this up to look at it. That's not bad. $7.99. I don't think it cares about red or blue player. Wow. There are no upgrades. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. R2, the tawns, the laser cannon are all naked <laughs> and the vets just have their their heavy weapon <laughs> no ton upgrades either nope no tenacity sad nope no hq uplink not not like our typical you know not the typical ton run but i think what you would do is nowadays <clears throat> the way the way the meta is today where before with taunts you would run them right into the enemy lines right and you would just mix it up immediately i think you hold them back and you wait until they're trying to move their wookies up or luke or whoever you know is trying to come up and mess in your biz and then you run the taunts up and you know you can shoot uh you know they've got that great two two red search to hit sharpshooter one you know uh relentless shot that they could do right you know, so I think they're more of a they're more of a backfield player now where you're just holding them to kind of protect your lines. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder if this would struggle at all with completing objectives. Maybe. Because you you really have four four units that will do objectives. Your and, two vets and your two yeah. blaster troopers. Yep. But they also have great guns, so you want them shooting. Right. So I, I wonder, um, yeah, I was thinking about that too. And I, I think the game is almost like 
you have the airspeeders kind of cleaning up anything that's trying to go for those same objectives. And then you're just yeah. kind of waiting out your opponent. Right. And you're saying, yeah, I don't know. Go for the objective. See what happens to you, <laughs> you know, and then you just kind of clean up after that and take what you want. Right. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's just a thought. I'm still, I'm still theory crafting it, but I gotta get it on the table. I know. I know double happy is a good list. I know double airspeeder is a good list. Um, I'm just trying to like figure out the rest. Do you know what I mean? That to kind of right. be surprising because I think element of surprise is huge. Um, to be surprising, but also kind of cover your butt. You know, with all the with all the stuff out there now. Right. Okay. Okay. I dig it. It's just a thought. Yeah, I don't know how to play tauntauns, so I don't know how I would do with this. Yeah, I I think the I think there's an old way. I think you would play them so because I was thinking a lot about this, and I think that I played a double dues, double ATST recently, and basically with the dewbacks, I didn't really rush them into anything unless they needed to be rushed in. Right, I kind of held them back to hold the flanks, um, and so I it I was kind of thinking about that with tons. It's like they don't have to do what they used to do. They don't have to run in and like get behind the enemy lines. They could just hold the flanks and kind of wait for the eventual Wookiee Vader or whatever to come running down, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. You know, they, can't, they, can't, they can't be force pushed. They can't, you know, uh, they can too, be force pushed. Not too bad though. You know, not like in a way that it would really like hurt like it does with, I'll force push them right out into the open. <laughs> right into well, my all your stuff will already support. be dead by my. By the, oh, the... no, that's true. Double airspeeder does scare <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. My list does not have an answer to double airspeeder. I have a saber, I have a lightsaber that I'll throw at you and yeah. hopefully take out three wounds each time. Right. What's the best thing to do when everyone's doing melee? Have something that can't be attacked by melee? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, no. I'm just going to fly past you. I'm going to kill all your guys in the back <laughs> and then you can deal with the rest of my army. I need fire supported lightsaber throw against airspeeders. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the other thing you could do too, yeah. right? Like if, so like I was thinking with this list, so the airspeeders don't have link targeting array. So you're giving your orders. Let's say you have like your Mark twos and now you could maybe fire support airspeeders. You could fire support, the laser cannon. So now, you know what I mean? You could potentially be throwing like nine to nine to what? Nine to 10 dice at something, yeah. you know, fire support that harpoon shot. Yeah. Make it actually do something. Right. And you'll actually hit and turn something around. Right. I mean, with all these vehicles running around, let's, yeah. let's, let's get those guys turned around to their weak point so we can, yeah. you know, you should be able to drag someone with a harpoon. Oh, That'd that be would fun. be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> God, I remember when early on in the game, you know, when it was just and somebody tow cabled that the ATST and just spun it around and shot the back. Oh, my God. That was the worst. It was the worst back then. <laughs> I didn't know that even happened back then. Oh, God. Yeah, it's impressive. Well, it would it was it wouldn't ever be in like competitive play because the T forty seven wasn't right good at all. But right, 
I want to say though, I was I was ahead of the curve. Pax unplugged two or three years ago. I brought a Han double air speeder list. Oh geez. It was not good. I don't uh, know if it counts as being ahead of the curve if you played it when it was bad. That's that's exactly <laughs> I played it before it was cool, John. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll allow it. But uh, yeah, so I guess we can wrap up here. So what I would say is to you, the audience, if you haven't had a chance, I would sign up for, let's start signing up for events. Let's get to some events. Um, you got LVO coming up in January. You got that candle bike coming up in February. That's up here in New York. I'll be there. Uh, John's coming up. We're going to have some fun up here in upstate New York in the middle of February, <laughs> which is <laughs> ridiculous. Um, is it cold? How cold is it? negative 20 negative 30 you're joking i'm not i'm gonna die yeah like i'm gonna <laughs> recommend something this happens all the time i've worked for a number of companies that people have come to new york in the middle of winter uh i highly recommend bringing a jacket and gloves and a hat. Oh, weird like go weird. buy them i know you live i know you live in arizona <laughs> but like literally go buy them if you don't have them and wear them, you will need them. It's going to be cold. It's going to be real cold. Um, and then March is Adepticon out in Chicago. Um, we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth at Adepticon this year. Uh, I don't know what else is going on to be determined, but we definitely have a booth. Um, and then April, at the end of April, is the Dallas Open. Uh, so we we might be there too um, to be determined. But, you know, a lot of events coming up, a lot of chances to get ranked on the ELO. So get out there and, or get 20, 19 of your other friends and, <laughs> and put on a tournament. I do not encourage that, <laughs> but I mean, sure. As long as your friends are ranked in the top 25. If you have 19 friends, then I'm impressed. Yeah. I have like four. Yeah. And get them all, make sure, you know, like get Kyle there, get Luke Cook there. <laughs> oh man what are you doing to me jay i don't know uh but yeah so all right i think we can wrap up i think that was a good podcast yeah. i guess you the listeners will determine whether or not that was a good podcast but <laughs> see how many listeners we lose between this and the next episode no kyle no third scoundrel and jay and john just talk numbers all day <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> um all right well john thanks for joining me this was good yeah. i had fun uh we'll see you guys next week and then i guess i gotta do kyle's line stay fresh cheese bags <laughs> see you guys <laughs>